Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. One president accused of essentially being a willful, knowing, lying, cheating crook. And another today accused of being so old and so senile that he doesn't even know what he's doing and doesn't remember what he did when he was vice president. What a country. Who else can't wait for November? Welcome to Drive Time. It's Jason. There's a lot going on today. We have a lot of fun stuff on tap for you as well, uh, including uh, a conversation. Well, like, which? what do we want to characterize it as fun? It gets more fun than talking about these two. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Coming up at 4.30. uh, Well, do we have any fun for the people today, Dan? Is there anything fun? There's fun. There's fun. We're talking about you and me. So there's we're talking about downtown Minneapolis. We'll update you on my possum. The food thing's going to be fun. The uh, pretty good question is going to be fun. Laura's fun. There's plenty of fun, but we have to start. I thought we would start with the Supreme Court and President Donald Trump. And then we got the breaking news just within the last hour. Talking about the special counsel. I want to know what today's news does for you. 651-461-9226. Because to me, I'm just left extremely frustrated. And with each passing day and with each piece of news, I am less and less interested in voting for either of these candidates in November. Let's get into some of what we learned so far in this special counsel report, because I know it's a little confusing. You hear the headline on CBS Radio News and they say Joe Biden willfully uh, mishandled classified documents. And yet he's not being charged. So so what's up? Well, in this report, which is very long and news media members are still digesting it. 379 pages of report. And earlier this week, I played you sound of President Joe Biden as he was uh, struggling to come up with Hamas. And we all know that Joe Biden has a stutter and sometimes has challenges speaking. And, you know, I mean, that that happens. It's fine. But that's not what's going on. Joe Biden clearly is struggling. At least to me, it's very clear. And we we played that sound yesterday of Joe Biden probably bumbling for 20 seconds or so as he was trying to come up with the name of the terror group Hamas, the group that is embroiled in the uh, most volatile 
geopolitical situation in the world. The president of the United States should have Hamas at boom. No problem. So that happened this week. And then today, special counsel Robert Herr writes that one of the reasons that he did not pursue criminal charges against Joe Biden is because he, a jury, would see him as, quote, a sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. And you're like, well, that. Depending on your politics, the way people are reacting to this is, holy crap, Joe Biden has such poor memory, a jury would never be able to convict him of willfully mishandling documents because it's very clear that he doesn't know what he was doing. He can't remember what he was doing. And there are some questions of, did he know what he was doing in that moment, in that time, that that would be the defense? You're like, whoa, that was, what, 2018? 2017 was when he left office as vice president. Uh, He had classified documents all over his office, uh, some notebooks. Uh, He regularly took notes in his notebooks about classified subjects, and then he had those notebooks uh, from his time as vice president, like in a file cabinet under a TV. in his garage, boxes of documents all over the place. So when the special prosecutor says, like, all right, like, we found all this stuff, but we considered that if Joe Biden's in front of a jury, that he would be seen the same way that that we interpreted him as essentially a good guy who has a poor memory and he's elderly. Right. Like that's part of, you know, a prosecutor's job, right, is to decide. You got to think about that. You have to decide, you know, is there enough evidence to convict this person beyond a reasonable doubt? And he says the special counsel says right out of the gate, we don't think that there's enough here to convict him beyond a reasonable doubt because we think you put this person in front of a jury. If you go in, if you go in as a prosecutor thinking that you're going to try a case that you don't think you can win. That's prosecutorial misconduct. You can't do that. Yeah. But this is, I mean, this is a horrific report in terms of judging Joe Biden's fitness to become, you know, a second term president. So I think the immediate reaction that we're hearing from Joe Biden supporters, there are two things that people are saying. One, well, this special prosecutor is a Republican appointee. He is trying to sabotage Joe Biden. And the White House reaction, at least according to CNN, the White House is going to come out and say, look, this is an inappropriate, over-detailed, unnecessarily long report. It's malicious. It's investigative excess. It's outside the norm and unnecessary. The bottom line is no charges. That's that. And and good luck with that. Because it's also supported by the evidence that we have. So here is exactly the evidence we're the, yes. that all of us are seeing yes. in any time Joe Biden is in front of an open microphone speaking extemporaneously. Here is one page from the special counsel's report. So you're like I think if you're like me you're like what do you mean like 
does it poor memory like what are we talking about here right like joe biden is not a young man he was uh being questioned about you know his handling of documents when he left office so when he left office in 2017 as vice president so you could say like well considering all that goes on when you're like packing up leaving the white house like is it how much does a normal person well then you see exactly what they're talking about quoting from the report in his interview with our office mr biden's memory was worse he did not remember when he was vice president forgetting on the first day of the interview when he ter- when his term ended Quoting Biden, if it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president? And then forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began. In 2009, am I still vice president? He did not remember even within several years when his son, Bo, died. That's heartbreaking. It is totally heartbreaking. And I, I do think that is the kind of detail that if you are a Biden diehard, you're like, well, that's just kind of a. That's the unnecessary part. Jerkwad. Yeah. Why put that in? His memory appeared hazy when describing uh, the Afghanistan debate. And then that sort of prosecutorial explanation. In a case where the government must prove that Mr. Biden knew he had possession of the classified documents after the vice presidency and chose to keep those documents, knowing he was violating the law, We expect at trial his attorneys would emphasize these limitations in his recall. So what do we all do with this? What do we all do with this? 651-461-9226. Today's news, says one texter, just reaffirms my frustration with two candidates that are not worthy of being president of the United States. There is a 0% chance that I would vote for Donald Trump. I don't like the drama. I don't like the fact that he didn't cooperate when the FBI started investigating him on on the classified documents. Whether or not he had the right to have them is a different debate that I don't much care about. But when the FBI starts investigating you and says, uh, hey, Don, we think you've got some classified documents. You got to hand him over. His ongoing uh, efforts to overturn the election for me are disqualifying. That's for me. Some of you are like, eh, I can look past that. For me, no. Boys, these new revelations in this week about Joe Biden. It may have me in the same spot. Let's talk to Dwayne in St. Louis Park at 651-461-9226. Dwayne, what is what is this uh, today's news do for you? This confirms the fact that we're headed downhill really fast mm. in this country. I, I don't care whether they bring back the Bulldoze Party or whatever they do, they gotta find somebody else. Yeah, I I, I am I am surprised. You know, you look at what Dean Phillips has been saying all along, and this is more evidence of what Dean Phillips has been saying. And who do the Democrats paint as the traitor? It's Dean Phillips. You're like, well, exactly. I don't know. Dean's just saying what everybody else is thinking. And now what the special prosecutor is saying. 
Yeah, I'd love to see and, some and some other choices. Some them, they're all they're all kind of like Biden. They don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, it feels that way. Thanks, Dwayne. Jeff is in Sock Rapids. Jeff, thanks for calling six five one four six one nine two two six. What are what are you thinking? Hi, Jason. Um, to exactly what I'm thinking. It's pretty clear to sort out. Okay, and I don't care which camp you're in. There are those that say Biden is just fine for another term. There are those that say he couldn't qualify to lead the Boy Scouts. <laughs> there are those that say <laughs> Donald Trump was a fine president. We want him again. And those that say he's a crook and a liar and a criminal. We don't want a thing to do with him. And in the meantime, we got this gall darn two-party system that neither one of them's got the nerve to stand up against their respective candidates and propose yeah. another, yeah. like the Dean Phillips. Or Nobody, somebody. yeah. And there were lots of so lots of Republicans who had stepped up. Nikki Haley's still in, but plenty of Republicans sure. where you'd say, like, I'd welcome any of those people uh, to the conversation. Well, really, any of them. I I don't see the report standing, uh, support standing out greatly. But yeah, yeah they do say it. I, but I, you're I, right. Uh, none of them. None of them are getting support from the. Uh, I think you're right on the money that the two party system. There's such fear. There's yeah. such fear. And so it's like, let's just redo what we uh, what we had before. Let's play the hits. We are The American voter is stuck squarely between a rock and a hard place when you've got two parties only, and they're both too rock-headed to adapt to some certain contemporary problems. Jeff, thank you. Well said. 322 will break more of your reaction to the news today. Don't forget the Supreme Court deciding whether or not The former president, Donald Trump, can stay on the ballot because some states say he's an insurrectionist and should be kicked off the ballot. What a country. Who is excited about November here on Drive Time? The White House is saying that the special prosecutor uses highly prejudicial language to describe a commonplace occurrence among witnesses, a lack of recall of years old events. Is it commonplace to forget what year you became the vice president of the United States of America? I I mean, come on. Give me a break. It's one thing if you're like, was it 08 or 09, right? If if you're wavering on a year like that, because obviously, you know, elections the one year, but you don't take office till the following. That's one thing. But when you're in the middle of an eight-year run and you don't know if that falls in the eight-year run or not, that's, that's the problem. Now, some of the texters are upset that we're talking about this. They would prefer that we don't talk about Trump and Biden. And I just want to address that because I would say, like, I am very intentional on this program with the topics that we discuss. And I think Dan would vouch for the fact that on our suggestions where we start our conversation every day, every day there are Trump or Biden related stories That would be easy catnip to throw out there and get people fired up. And how often do we do those topics on this show? Almost never. Because most people have their minds made up. And that is not really what I enjoy talking about. It's not a lot of fun. No one thinks. Everyone just gets in their corner and gets mad. So we don't talk about this a lot. But on a day where former President Trump is in front of the Supreme Court 
And it looks like he is going to easily win, which I think is is good for America. Having individual states deciding whether or not a presidential candidate is violating a clause in the U.S. Constitution is tricky, (laughs) to say the least. I don't like it. I think people should vote and people should decide. We'll see what the Supreme Court comes up with. But listening this morning, they were not very interested in Colorado's interpretation of uh, of the Constitution. And then when you have the sitting president in a massive special counsel report, essentially called out as not having the mental acuity to be convicted of willfully mishandling classified documents. <laughs> I mean, that's astonishing. It's astonishing. I think there's so much weirdness in our world that we can forget, like, how astonishing this stuff is. How astonishing. 651-461-9226. Let's go to David in a car. David, thanks for calling CCO. Thanks for listening. What's on your mind? Yeah, Jason, I just wanted to commend you for talking about this. I mean, I get I, I just finished my last class of the day. I'm a social studies teacher, and I have to preface my lessons right now with, hey, we're going to talk a little bit about politics. We're going to talk about Trump. We're going to talk about Biden. It's insane right now. You, you have to you have to warn the kids of, mm. of what the what the political subject is these days. And I, I mean, the kids are better at it than the parents are. Right. Um, you know, I had a social studies teacher in our building without mentioning, you know, her name that 2016 to 2020, she refused to talk about the president of the United States. Wow. I mean, right. I just, just didn't want to deal bad. with like the anger and the, the, uh, the, the fallback. Is that why, why she didn't want to talk about it? Exactly. She just yeah. couldn't stand that Trump was president. And so therefore we're not talking about it. And I yeah. just, you know, I, I try to talk about it as much as I can, but I, I love it that you're doing it. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate uh, the call and thanks for listening. Thank boy, being a social studies teacher right now, I think Whew. it's tough. Let's go to Nick in Roseville. Nick, thanks for listening. Thanks hey. for calling. What what's on your mind about uh, the news against Joe Biden? I heard the sound bites from every show imaginable, and um, although I'm a big Biden fan, I certainly like him better than Trump because I'm blind, and he, Trump, is not nice to people with disabilities. In fact, he goes even further than other Republicans. He's, He's mean to them. Biden yep. is not. So what what however even with that background you look at this and say I look at this and say maybe if there's no one else it should be Kamala Harris. Hmm. Yeah. Um Yeah. You know, she could she could go up in the ranks. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that call, Nick. Lots of text coming in. I appreciate everybody's uh perspective. Definitely you know, I think what what most Biden supporters are saying is that if you look at the overall administration, it's pretty good. And I am very uncomfortable casting a vote for president based on the overall team. That's just not in my mind as to how this works. 651-461-9226. 
Remember the blowback that like when Bill Clinton was running for office, it was this part of the campaign was like, you get two for one, you get Hillary, too. And people were like, well, I don't know about that. I'm not voting for the team. I'm voting for the president. Uh, and I don't like either of these candidates. Let's take a break. Six, five, one, four, six, one, nine, two, two, six. You can keep your comments coming. We always appreciate it. I always uh, read them and respond to some as well. In just a minute, maybe you saw uh was it a week or two ago? There were all of these celebrity deep fakes on the Internet. Taylor Swift was one of them. Gail King from CBS Mornings. There is a Minnesota law that, well, it's intended to make that sort of thing much more difficult in our state. I'm really interested in this. AI, deep fakes. What are we doing to prevent it? We'll talk with State Senator Heather Gustafson in just a minute on CCN. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It all sounds so scary, doesn't it? Deep fakes. Could they take you? Could they take me? Could they change our words and just match it to our face? Well, the answer is yes. The technology, with the help of artificial intelligence, machine learning, has created a scenario where celebrities are seeing uh, their likeness, used to advertise products that they had nothing to do with. We saw this with Taylor Swift late last month. This AI, uh, first it was like an advertisement, then it was some sexually explicit images. And it got us wondering what the situation is in Minnesota. Is there any protection? And it turns out uh, we do have a law in Minnesota that addresses deep fakes when it comes to, uh, uh, well, all sorts of different categories, a sexual content and kind of deep fake porn, a type of revenge porn, perhaps that is banned. One of the early supporters of that was state Senator Heather Gustafson, who represents Lino Lakes and Vadness Heights, sort of White Bear Lake, North Suburbs. She joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Uh, state Senator, nice to visit with you today. It's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Tell tell me what this uh, what what is the situation in Minnesota with our law when it comes to this type of deep fake? Yeah, well, and I, I have to give credit to to Senator Mayquade who chief authored this. But it is something that is a little bit uh, we're a little bit ahead of the curve. Um, that being said, we're sort of also behind the times as far as AI technology goes. So. Last session, the Senate DFL passed Minnesota's first new protections against these abusive deep fakes, like you were describing, both for non-consensual sexual images and for spreading elections disinformation, which hmm. makes us a little bit more um, a little bit more ahead of the game and, and unique in what we right. did. How how timely with what I think a lot of us are concerned about as we head towards November, with you know who knows what sort of deep fakes can be created. Well, for sure. And this isn't just about like protecting politicians from humiliation. This is talking about how you could have an influence over elections. And that's mm. scary for everybody, yeah, whether you're yeah. you know, doing this or not. So, yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, we can't 
protect politicians from embarrassment. Like they just no. do it. It, it, it happens. It seems to happen organically, Heather, not to you. And sometimes self-inflicted. Right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. But right. Right. And so but it's mostly about those systemic problems. Right. Like we're talking about artificial intelligence that creates something that looks real, but is 100 percent fake. And then it's being weaponized to harm people. And again, both individually, but also systemically. And I'll also mention, too, that women specifically are targets. In fact, 98% of all AI-generated videos online are pornographic, and nearly all of the individuals targeted were women. So state, that's state, also a problem. Yeah, it's a big problem. State Senator Heather Gustafson is with us. Two, two things come to my mind. One is the First Amendment issue here, because obviously when you're regulating speech, it can be tricky. I think the porn... Uh, side of it is fairly straightforward, right? Uh, we have a revenge porn statute already in Minnesota. Uh, this is to, to me, this seems pretty clear. The election, uh, the, the political speech, the election part, the political advert, that side of it is that, uh, that's a little more tricky, isn't it? Right. Because whose free speech is it? Is it a person saying something or is this artificial intelligence saying something. And also you can't hide behind the first amendment and then commit crimes that True. hurt and harm people. So, um, I, you're right. You know, we, we all have our online trolls. We all have people who want to, you know, um, are, you know, debate and argue sure. with us. And that's a good thing, yes. right? That's democracy. That's good. Um, but this is different. This is a completely different realm that really, um, it, it's just intended to be malicious. Um, it isn't intent to engage in debate about policy. It's intended to smear an individual. And in you know, and of course, in our statute here in Minnesota, we've added elections to election protection to that as well because we don't want someone to think that a candidate on either side yeah. is saying something that they didn't say that could then influence a vote. That's not. That that becomes a real problem. Um, this was a, a a very bipartisan effort here. This this doesn't seem to be a particularly political issue, which is nice. Is the penalty strong enough? You think is is it's up to five years in prison and ten thousand uh, dollars in fines, right? Yeah, I mean it's you know it's a start, right? We'll see yeah. what happens, and and there's always room to grow if that's necessary. Um, you know, hopefully what we have here will be severe enough that people will take it seriously. But also this is, you know, we're just, we're one state, other states are starting to do this as well. Um, You know, not a lot. We are one of the, you know, one of, I think it's like 10 states that have enacted these deep fake related laws already more would come, but it all like, you know, again, you mentioned Taylor Swift at the top of the segment. Um, you know, Obviously it's been in the news lately because of Taylor Swift and the fake images, but not all of us are lucky enough to have, you know, an army of support behind her or behind us. Right. But one of the things that people don't realize is if anybody in Minnesota made any of those images or distributed any of those images, they've now committed a crime, could be charged in our state, could be sued by Taylor Swift. So is that the benefit as we talk with State Senator Heather Gustafson of having this as a state law? Because this does feel like whenever you're dealing with technology, you end up where, you know, do we have jurisdiction in Minnesota? How does how does the Minnesota court get involved in a situation that seems like it's ripe for being an, you know, overseas offshore kind of situation? Oh, for sure. And we've had laws like this, too, where, you know, we have something 
that might be against the law here, but then of course over in Wisconsin, it's fine. And, and it, yeah, you yeah. know, that True. happens a lot, True. but I think with things like this, it's important that steps or that states step forward and say, this is wrong. This is illegal. This isn't okay. We need to stop this because it gets this conversation going that, you know, very quickly takes over. And, and at the federal level too, they are also looking at this. Um, they have, I was trying to look at the acronym, but the Defiance Act. Mm. Those are some of the things that they're working on. And that's also bipartisan. I mean, you don't see like Amy Klobuchar and Josh Hawley, like join up on right. something very often. right? So, <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think we all can. I, yeah. It is interesting. If you look at our politics today, if there is one area where Republicans and Democrats are pretty much on the same page. It is concerned with abuses of technology, whether it's artificial intelligence, deep fakes, or with sort of the behavior of the big tech companies like Facebook and uh, Snapchat, and uh, as we saw with those congressional hearings last week. Does that, I don't know if that gives me hope or if it's just an easy target where everyone could agree with, but it is curious that that is one area that people seem sort of on the same page about. Well, right, because I think if, you, if you've ever seen even one image or you've seen one of those commercials come through and you're like, wow, that looks really yeah, real, that scares yeah. people. Because, again, we talk about like this happening to celebrities or politicians, but there was a case last year in New Jersey high school discovered some students had used AI to create a bunch of fake nude images of more than 30 of their classmates. Now you're starting to talk about things that are getting really real, really scary, and it's all happening really fast. So we're doing what we can to try to stop it. But you're right. It's, you know, it's it's something that should be taken seriously. And I'm happy to see that both Republicans and Democrats are leading the way on this. Uh, good stuff. Really appreciate it. It's timely as we uh, get ready for the Super Bowl this weekend and get into election season as we start uh, to see that. You guys are you guys are back in session uh, next week. Monday. Right? Monday. Yeah, Monday. It's go time. That's right. Let's go time. All right. Well, <laughs> all right. Try to get something done. It's election year, you know, you, you never know, right? <laughs> You're right. Never a dull moment. Yeah, very good. I uh, appreciate right. you joining us. State Senator Heather Gustafson from uh, District 36 with us here on CCO. Thanks, Heather. Thank you. 347. I want to talk about uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about my possum. The opossum is, well, I have an update. I'll tell you in just a minute here on CCO. A couple notes. Cat is in the three-point contest. Uh, He won the three-point contest in 2022. Uh, He won the skills challenge in 2016. Ant is going to be in the skills challenge for the Timberwolves. So that news just coming out this afternoon. That's fun. I tell you, still, Carl Anthony Towns launching three-pointers is an absolute freak of nature. This guy is so big and muscular and strong. And as somebody who grew up watching NBA basketball, when the big men stood down low and blocked shots to see him shoot is a thing of beauty. It's to me, the best thing that's happened to NBA basketball in the last 20, 30 years is this revolution of, you know, moving big men around and not just having them big, being big, you know, bodies in the middle of the lane, clogging things up, but their ability to move and shoot and play defense and do all the things is, it's pretty, it's awesome. It is awesome. Uh, the opossum is back. The opossum is oh, back. No. Oh, no. I thought the opossum had moved on. We haven't seen the opossum since, was it Monday that we did Rodent Radio here I think on so, CCO? Yeah. yeah, I think it was. Um, he's back. Uh, I posted video. You think he listened to the podcast? Probably. 
When I was out at Park Tavern on Tuesday night, that's what everybody was asking me about. Of course they were. You you take care of the (laughs) opossum yet? Like, I don't think that's legal in Maple Grove. One guy's like, I'm in South Minneapolis. I took care of the problem. I'm like, well, there's a lot more noises in South Minneapolis. You're a little... You're 22 in the backyard taking out a possum. Maybe blends in with the the traffic. I don't know. Uh, So the possum continues. Eating ticks. Hopefully leaving the pollinators alone. I don't need it. I don't need to hear from you guys again. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 